Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, and this is episode 91 of our podcast here. The How To Hobby Boys joining you live to bring you some joys from our rich, rich mahogany desk. I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Bennett at the desk. How we doing? We are doing good. Uh, I mean, I just, I, I, I just, I want to jump straight into the Super Bowl. Like that was, that was wild. Because I'm coming off a pretty good weekend, right? Like it oh, was a, it was a pretty good weekend. All the dips. Uh, all the uh, dips. I, 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 I didn't get any dip picks. <laughs> no, you didn't. I didn't send any dip picks. It was, it was good. We made a little, our own little veggie tray with broccoli and carrots, and and made our own homemade ranch, oh. and did some French onion dip, and it was, it was pretty good. But all around. You know, just a a good weekend, but what a way to end the weekend to wrap up with that Super Bowl. That was that was a wild one. I know we talked about it a little bit before we got on, and it was it was just really cool. I didn't have a stake in the game. I really wasn't rooting for one team or the other. So it was cool just to sit and watch football for football's sake, not trying to, yeah, I want my team to win. So it was <laughs> it was it was really cool to to watch the game. And whether your team won or lost, I think the Coolest part for me is by the end of that game, you could tell everybody who played left their heart and soul on the field. There yeah. was nobody that didn't try their hardest. Everybody was really crushing it. And it was just really, really cool to see that. Uh, and just kind of a really good way to wrap up the football season. You know, we got a Super Bowl with overtime. I mean, you couldn't have Super asked Bowl for anything overtime. better. That's right. I mean, it was definitely a, a great way to end it. Uh, my kids actually had to go to sleep before the game ended because it was just so long. You know, you got bonus time yep. and really an interesting call at the end to defer and or or not defer and actually take the, the kick. That mm-hmm. was kind of an interesting play because I feel like that changed like Kansas City knew that they had to go for it on fourth yep. and not just go for the three point for the tie. So yep. it, it was kind of this again, I guess it's a gamble either way, but. It was interesting, you know, gambling in Vegas, uh, first Super Bowl in Las Vegas. The sphere was was real. It was. And you could definitely see, you know, they put a lot of F1 resources into that sphere, and now <laughs> it's paying dividends. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. It was definitely an enjoyable game. Um, Seven-layer dip is, is a lot. I, I forgot how much it was. My wings came out great though, Sean. I will tell Ooh. you. Yeah, I used the bro- I broiler this time for the wings. Oh, rather I'm than telling just you, doing the oven oven. Okay. They're 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 crisp. Yeah, it was great. And then then I added the so I crisped them up first in the broiler, like just straight up dry with salt okay. and pepper. And then I added the the um buffalo season oh. uh, your sauce for the last five minutes. And that That's was the play. Smart. Oh, that's man, hard. So you're not you're not burning all the sauce. You're no. just getting it nice and crispy. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, you burn. You actually burn the meat. Then you add the, the sauce. So, huh? How, yeah, long, that was, how long did it take with the broiler? Uh, it's only it's a 15 minute total. So it's like five minutes. Well, actually, no. It was about 15 each side. Okay, is what they is what they wanted, I believe. I'll I'll double back. It sounds a little bit long. I think it was 15, 15, and then five minutes with the sauce. So okay. you get a nice okay. crisp on the, on on both sides of the wings. That's cool. Okay, now I'm jealous. We did not have wings. We did have pretty good pizza, but it was not not as good as some homemade wings. Ah, well, next year. There's always next year. There's always next year. I also have to report that uh, your boy here is on a three week win streak. 
Yeah. I've been, as you know, I'm kind of an avid gamer. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> avid. I play I play games once a week, Sean. You know this. Yeah. And it's kind of like podcast. You know what? For for a guy with kids, I would say that being able to get on and play once a week, that consider I would consider you an avid gamer because you're making it a priority. So well, I, I, I say take that title take, and run take with the credit. It. Okay. Well, let me <laughs> tell you. Me and my boy, my other dad, my fellow dad, mm-hmm. one of my friends from high school, we've always been into uh well, one just chatting and, and keeping up, but we've just fallen into this little routine of once a week we get on and we dominate some Fortnite. And we are on a three-week win streak on Fortnite. And it is hilarious because he like he texts me in the in the afternoon. He's like, You right? We gotta get that, gotta get that third win. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, we're we're gonna make it happen. But three wins every, out of three weeks, that's that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Win win streak is alive here. We'll see if we can keep it going. And uh, again, hard work dedication, listeners. If you don't let anybody tell you that you can't get wins on Fortnite and beat little children at their own game okay because you can and i'm i'm a grown grown man you can do it you can do it week after week after week i think it's really cool that you get together with a friend and play games and keep that connection alive it's similar to you and i sitting down like you mentioned with the podcast it's just something to to keep that connection going i think that's really cool something i should probably do more yep yep you should we need it we need to set more time sean (laughs) more time with me i'm a a very um selfish Selfish yes. friend. I just want more <laughs> gaming time with you. So selfish. I just want to game more. <laughs> so, listeners, that's enough of this introductory. Uh, we're, we're, we're moving on. We're moving on into one of the best, the best time of our lives, which is inviting you into the How to Hobby Lounge. We had it freshly renovated for 2024, and we just want to invite you in. Come and sit down in the plushest seats in the game. Tonight, we're going to be covering, as part of our Q1 focus, learning. We're keeping that keeping that flame alive. And you can see it on all the screens around us. Uh, we are covering learning how to ask for help on tonight's podcast. And this is a huge one. This is this is critical. It, it's, it's in red. It's in emboldened letters on all the screens around you. Grab yourself your tea, your coffee, your drink of choice. For this 6 a.m. Friday learning session, which is when all of our podcasts drop. And if you're new here, we want to say thank you for joining us. And, and feel free to leave a like or follow us if you're enjoying what we're doing here on the show as we get into it, of course. And if you're interested in learning more about Sean and I, we have a website, howtohobbypodcast.com, Instagram and X account at howtohobbypodcast.com. And a Gmail account if you want to slide into our DMs, get behind the desk with us and, and give us some of your feedback in real time. Hey, John, great job. Or, man, you really didn't cover this as, as well as I thought you could have. We're always interested in hearing constructive criticism from the listenership. So use our Gmail account, slide into our DMs, and at the minimum, you know, just leave, a, leave us a, a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast. That helps us to keep the lights on in the lounge. We're so grateful for our worldwide listenership. Thank you, as always. But we're going to dive into tonight's main event, which is learning to ask for help. I'm, I'm going to start by breaking down why it is so important to learn this specific skill. We're also going to cover... What have we learned from asking for help in our own lives? And we'll finish up with 
How are we continuing to learn in this specific arena? This is this is one of the many arenas in life that we need to cover as part of our uh, our learning focuses, listeners. And so, yeah, Sean, let's uh, let's set the stage and dive in here and lay the framework for why this one is so important. Yeah. So the the first one, in in my opinion, the most important thing, and the reason we really wanted to sit down and talk about this in this episode, is that the skill of being able to ask for help, admit you don't know something and ask for help, this is what really sets the groundwork for being open to learning. Because there's only so much you can learn by yourself. It's just the reality of the game. And if you are really going to embark down a journey of wanting to take on a new skill, learn a new task, learn something, just learn anything, realizing that at some point you're going to need to ask for help, it's important to realize that right as you're getting into it and start preparing for that journey, because it is a journey. You know, when you have to admit that you don't know everything and you need some help, it's it's an important part of the journey, but it's one that you have to do. So you know, this, this sets the ground rules for, you know, really saying I'm, I'm ready to take on this new task. Do you agree, John? Yeah, no, I, I, I love it, Sean. I think this is the single most critical thing you can do on your learning journey. When it comes to opening up your mind and, and, and again, we've covered so many tactics for, for doing that effectively over the last two quarters. You can just swing back through the last 10 episodes and I think really start to gain some knowledge in this area. But with regards to learning, man, you need to be willing to start to ask for help and 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 just acknowledge you don't know everything. So That's I agree a good, 100%, Sean. That, that plays well off of what we talked about in our last episode, even last few. You know, learning how to admit when you don't know something is really the groundwork to being able to ask for help because setting your ego aside and saying, Hey, <laughs> I'm not perfect. I don't know what I'm doing. I need some help from somebody. And this could be as little as I don't know how to ride a bike, or it could be as big as I don't know how to ask for a raise. Like those, that, that scale of everything, it's, it, it's really important to learn how to admit you don't know something and ask for help. So that, that is again, really important to start this journey. And, the biggest downfall of not asking for help is because you don't know what you don't know. This <laughs> is this is the crux of That's right. learning anything in your entire life. Is and if anyone has ever been on a journey of learning something new, there's this wild trend where when you you start picking something up, you really get into it, you have this really steep learning curve. And you're you're starting to realize man, I'm, I'm really starting to understand things. Like I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm picking things up. Like this is going really well. I feel good. And then at some point you start to hit this plateau where you start to realize that once you've gained some knowledge in something, you start to realize how much knowledge you don't have in something. Because once you start to know the terminology or the language or whatever it is, you start to realize, oh my God, I didn't even know that I needed to know this thing. Yeah. And that, that, that's the cool part about reaching out and looking at your resources is the whole, the more you ask, the more you know, because this is the fastest way to get to that hump of having to 
get over that initial learning curve. When you start to to say, back, hey- Back uh, to the hump, Sean. Yeah, back to the hump. Everything's about the hump. You know? <laughs> Gotta get over the hump. But it's true. The, the more you ask, the more you know. And the less you ask, the less you don't know. Oh man, it's so, it, it it's a, it's a paradigm. It's, it's very confusing for a lot of people because they don't even realize it. They don't even realize that the, that right under their nose is this wealth of knowledge. But again, too many people today in our current day and age are unwilling to ask for help. And this can extend to anything listeners, whether you're talking professionally and we've covered some professional I think right off the top we've sort of been alluding to more professional based problems which is fine because that's that's what the the vast majority of us are gonna tackle most consistently but there's also this other side of it where relationships interpersonal communication you there's there's a lot to learn and I'm I'm a married man and we've had me and my wife have had to ask for help We've had to be willing to know when to throw in the towel. Hey, this isn't just working for us. We've got to we've got to ask somebody or be willing to open up regarding some of our shortcomings. And so we're actually reading a book right now, just a kind of a marriage. We're on year seven uh, of our of our marriage journey. Speaking of journeys, and and we're currently doing uh, a book that we're actively reading a chapter a week. And then going through it at the end of the week together, just just Ooh. to kind of come come back together and you know do some learning on our own, and then see how that learning affects our conversation, and hopefully again positively impacts our marriage. So these are things that you can do uh, all the time, and and I share this candidly because it's important. I, I think it's something that nobody has it all together. Whether it's professionally, <laughs> not you know in your in your first in your personal relationships, you can always get better. Yes, you you always can, and I like that you brought that up because my I was initially bringing it towards this more rigid skills, you know, specific learning. But you you bring up a good point that this extends beyond just work or, or just learning some new thing. This goes to actually building your soul and building your relationships because, you know, I've, I'm an avid proponent of therapy. I mean, I've been in therapy for, for many years and it's something that I continue to do. I mean, I, I literally was texting my therapist today. I have an appointment tomorrow after work. Like I am continually working and realizing that there are certain aspects of my life that I don't know how to do. And if I reach out to the people around me, I can ask for help. And right. my therapist is one of those people. So yeah, you it's I like that you brought that up, John, because this can go two directions. And you know, the listeners can can take from it what they will wherever at they're at in their journey in their life. But you know, you can take this asking for help at work and you can take this asking for help in your marriage. And there are very important reasons why both of those things are important to learn how to do this, because if you want to become a better person, a better spouse, a better employee, a better coworker, everything. It's about sitting down and willing, being willing to admit you don't know what you're doing and you need to ask for help. And, you know, if the the cool part for me is I've always been someone who felt initially I can learn it on my own. I'll be fine by myself. And I always thought I picked things up quickly and I knew how to do different things and I built relationships well and I 
I just thought I was like, man, I'm just good at this. And then yeah. I started getting better at recognizing my shortcomings. And as soon as I started asking for help, I felt like I was on another level of yeah. being able to pick things up. Because once you start using those resources around you, you're going to go so, so much farther, so much faster <laughs> in your learning journeys, no matter what it is. If you think you learn fast, wait until you see how fast you move when you actually use the resources around you. It, oh. It's the coolest thing for me is being able to pick something up and then just run with it and reach out to my friends, reach out to my coworkers, my family. And then in three months, I feel like I've learned a year's worth of stuff. Oh, it's so great, Sean. And I'm I and going back to the, how we started the show, just just as a nerdy little sub subreddit here. I when you talk about learning new skills, we have the ultimate cheat code today. And again, I I like that you're bringing this up. You know, the fast the the rapidness in which you'll learn if you just go and take 5 minutes to look and watch and learn from somebody else. And I've done this specifically, like if a new Fortnite season starts and you don't have the time to dedicate to know everything about it there are people that will go out there and sometimes what i'll do is i'll just go and watch some of the top players that i know right like ninja there's a there's a number of people on youtube that'll post and you just watch where they drop over five minutes hey where are they going and then and then what are they doing and that even just that little learning technique right there i just got five minutes out of it and and probably got back who knows Nine hours hours, <laughs> hours of pain not knowing where to go and mm -hmm. i think that's a really it's a it's a dumb little antidote but it, but it perfectly lends itself here in 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 the bigger things right it, it's kind of again laying the framework if you can apply this not only in in a video game or like a a, a little skills based thing you're trying to understand you're going to be better at applying it in your in your relationships, at work, with your spouse, with your significant other, and 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 it's just going to keep going. And again, wait till you see how fast you're going to grow when you start asking. And and we want you to take that away out of this section, listeners. You know why is it so important? Just start doing it, and we guarantee you will find out. It's in fact, it's a money back guarantee even though you haven't given us any money. But this is something we're so proud about and, and so happy to share and encourage you and your journey on that, that we'll, we'll, give you, we'll give you a nice hand clap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we will. We, we will be there to support you guys as you go through this journey. And I think that is what the coolest part about reaching out and asking for help from others has taught me. In my opinion, relationships, and this is personal, professional, you know, uh, uh, relationships in say say your wife or your, or your spouse or relationships and friendships friendships relationships they're built in two places they're built in the sunshine and they're built in the fire and by that i mean if you're having a really good time with friends that is a really good way to build friendship build that trust that that camaraderie that you have when things are going really well that's a really good place to build connections when things are going really really wrong that is also a really, really good place to build connections. Because when you show yeah. your true 
character, when you're dealing at dealing with adversity, no matter what it is, whether it's a problem at work or a problem at home, when you are dealing with adversity or struggles and you reach out to a friend or a coworker and you say, hey, I need some help dealing with this. I don't know what I'm doing. That is when you will find people look to you and go, oh, I, I see you. I see your struggles. I see that you you need help. I'm going to take time out of my day, time away from the things that I love doing. And I'm going to set that aside and I'm going to help you. I'm going to offer you my time, my expertise, my knowledge, whatever it is. In that fire, you will build trust that you couldn't have built in the sunshine. It's yeah. this weird thing. You know, when when you started a new company, you started a new uh, a sports team or you start a new relationship, being willing to face those challenges is what builds the team. It just <laughs> it is what it is. Challenges are going to be a part of life. And if you're going to say, hey, Tom, next to me, we are going to sit down and we are going to figure this out together, whether we have to work late or we've got to work weekends or we've got to do whatever it is, we're going to get this figured out. We're going to carry the stress together. We're going to figure this out. I'm telling you, you will leave that situation friends with Tom. It's just the way it is. We love working together. It's it's just who we are. And so realizing that you need help and asking for it is the a fast and almost surefire way to build trust, build relationships, build friendships. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a story here in a little bit to tell you about a, <laughs> a, a struggle that I had and a friendship that that was forged in it. But it's just it's a fast way to do that. Do you agree, John? I, I totally do, Sean. I think, yeah, building building trust is so critical to who we are as people as we're out there doing the grind. It's it's a hot, hot buzzword these days, but it can be. And it especially is when you do it alone. And so as we're transitioning out of this first section, which is why is it so important, doing it alone is not fun. So if anything, if you're if you're at that point where you're burnt, because it, it honestly this is almost like an anti burnout trick as well. We didn't mm-hmm. we didn't include it when we covered anti burnout tactics in our episode, but this is something that can really rejuvenate your process because you're being willing to say, hey, this is what I've done so far. Where am I at? I don't know everything. Oh man, that's so liberating just to be able to unload. And, and say, hey, share the burden with me. I, I, I can't do it on my own. I don't know everything yet. Man, there's something so freeing about that process of just release. So take our word for it and start trying it. And, and let us know what you think. So now we're going to transition into what have we learned from asking, asking for help in various situations in our lives. Sean has a great story here. He's, he's Jones in the show uh, or share. Show and share. At Show some point, we'll be on we'll be on YouTube too. But um, Sean, take it away. I want to hear this. Yeah. So I'm. I call this my I know dot 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 story. It's my I <laughs> know story. To to lay the framework for this, I have to give you a little bit of background on one of the most influential people in my life, especially my my professional life. And it was the shop manager at the company that I interned with when I was in college. Shop manager named Rick. He was a grumpy, stern, had worked in a union his entire life, took his smoke breaks at exactly 10, 12, and 2 o'clock. And he was just a, he was a very intimidating person when you first meet him because he was so knowledgeable. He had worked in machine shops for 
30 plus years. He could do nearly anything, anything you wanted to be made. He could somehow make, whether it was welding or machining, lathing, milling, whatever it was, he had this unique ability to be able to take anything you wanted and make it a reality, a part in hand. And when I first started, it was very intimidating being around Rick because he was a gruff kind of guy. You know, he was tough to to get along with. And his biggest thing was he hated the phrase, I know, because to him, the second you said, I know, he no longer needed to teach you anything. If you asked him a question and in the middle of him explaining it, you go, I, I know, I know you're not getting any more help from Rick. It just is Rick's out. It was he Rick's out. It was his pet peeve. He goes, Oh, you know, oh, I'm out. I can I can go hands off. And if you screwed something up, he'd come back and be like, I I thought you knew. I, I thought you knew. Oh, man. <laughs> and so you had to be you had to be wary with, with your words with Rick. But the the story that I wanted to tell was what forged my relationship with Rick that ended up going building a really good friendship with him over two years of working at this company. And and just forming a really, really good friendship, a friend that, that lasted for a long time. And that was, there was a time in which my manager had said, hey, I'm going to be getting this frame welded. I'm going to be getting all the stainless steel frame welded. I'm going to be getting it powder coated. And then I need you to actually install the hardware on this frame. I'm going to supply you the frame and you need to install it. And I was like, cool, I can definitely that do that. That sounds great. Sounds great. Now here I am, you know, it's an internship. I'm making pennies, <laughs> pennies here pennies for, this, dollar. for this for this work. And as I'm about to start installing the hardware, my boss goes, Hey, by the way, uh, this frame, it's it's about 10 grand to do all of the welding and the powder coating that I just had done. So please don't screw it up. Because he was basically implying like you're gonna be in a world of hurt if we have a problem. And okay. here I am. And I need to drill some holes in the top of this frame. And honestly, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I think 19 at the time, I had never really used power tools. I didn't really use them at home growing up. So I didn't really know what I was doing. Oh, and yeah. here I have to drill four holes in the top of this frame. And I didn't know how to center a bit or how to use a punch or anything. So I just started willy nearly drilling. I marked it with a Sharpie and started drilling this hole. And without realizing the bit had walked. And by the time I actually drilled through this frame, uh, I was about a half inch off of where I needed to be, <gasps> where this hole was supposed to be. After I had just gotten done being told, don't screw this up. We don't oh, have another one. Oh, my goodness. So in my panic, I go ghost white and I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how to fix this. I have to, you know, wisen up. I have to say, mm, I have to admit, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. And so I shamefully walked over to Rick, you know, very sheepishly, sheepishly, thank you, sheepishly. And I go, Rick, um, I need help. I don't know how to fix this. And it was like the phrase that he needed to click that he was like, oh, I'm here to teach somebody. Let's do some teaching. And over the next hour, he skillfully taught me how to fix what I had broken, essentially. Wow. How to re-welded in place, how to re-drill the hole, how to do everything so that when my boss came out to look at this, he had no idea that I had ever made a mistake. And in that camaraderie, that silence that we had built, making sure that this was our secret, this is our thing we're going to take to the <laughs> This is our secret. I this is up. our thing. 
he that built that relationship and it, what it taught me was that no matter how intimidating somebody may be because they're so knowledgeable and it's so scary and it, this could go for your relationship whatever it is if, if you're afraid to go say to somebody i screwed up i need help you're always going to be behind because yep. in that moment i learned how to fix a problem i learned how to actually drill a hole where i wanted it to lessons that i've carried on this is now 9 years later you know 9 years almost 10 years actually almost 10 years later here i am doing a project this weekend at kate's apartment we were putting up a sunshade and i was drilling a couple of holes and i was remembering back to when rick had taught me how to drill the holes in the places I wanted to. And it was this Let's wild go Rick. thing. Let's go, Rick. It was this wild thing of, you know, teaching me that it's totally okay to admit I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. And in that moment, I learned a lot. I built a good friend and I became more confident in my skills. I carried that through the rest of that internship to the first job, you know, where you and I work together, to the job after that, to the job I'm currently in the confidence to say, Hey, let's do this. I can figure this out. I just maybe need some help a little bit. And that's, that was totally fine. That, that story sticks to me and I tell it as often as I can. I told it no joke at my current job interview. When they asked, what are some lessons you've learned from mistakes you've made in your working career? And I told him that story. I said, Hey, I learned what, what it meant to ask for help. I learned at 19, what it means to go. I don't know what I'm doing. And so I hope that this story you know, rings true to you, John, and to the listeners of how important it can be to say, hey, I want to learn from somebody. And, and the cool part is over the next two years, I learned from Rick so much about working in a machine shop. I learned how to use a lathe. I learned how to use a mill. I learned a little bit about welding. I learned how to bend copper piping, how to twist copper piping, how to do everything, put in sheet metal together, do some design work. I learned so much from Rick because as soon as I admitted I didn't know what I was doing, I needed help. We became best friends. We That's talked awesome. all the time at work. I hung out in the machine shop all the time. And it was just a really, really fun way to teach that lesson to me while I was pretty young. That's wonderful. And thanks for sharing, Sean. I think that's a an unbelievable way to start off this segment here. And I'm glad you learned so much from a gruff old, old guy that, <laughs> that initially could have turned anyone off, it sounds like, with his way of his institution or his complex. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, this leads really nicely into what I would like to share with the listeners, which I think learning and being willing to ask for help has taught me. And it helps me tremendously because I like to talk a lot. Well, what this does when I, when I'm asking others for, and doing what you did, which is admit, Hey, I don't know how to do this. It keeps me more quiet. It keeps me more, it, it, it keeps the focus off of me and everything that I'm good at and using the I words like you mm -hmm. like you folk you highlighted the I know it and it, it turns the focus on another person and everything they can do yeah and it it again it does build that that team camaraderie it, it models that but it, but it can be so important to just turning off and we've talked about the importance of listening in this Q1 series a few times throughout these episodes. And this is just another tool in the tool belt to really keep you from spewing too much. Being willing to just say, hey, 
I need some help and shutting up. Letting somebody else take the lead, show you what they like to do and how they like to do it. And again, speeds up your process. One, people love to share. And as engineers and anyone, but specifically, I like in engineering when you meet that person who's willing to share. Because mm-hmm. some people are willing to share and others aren't because they think they, they're still in that academia mindset where it's, oh, no, if I'm sharing with you, that means I'm, I'm cheating. I'm giving you the answer. And I just think that, you know, that, that's academics and that's fine. But once you get into the real world, you're only as strong as your, as your, your best, best friends, the people around you, the people that, you, that keep you sharp. And another one on top of this is it's a, it's a great way to keep you more humble. Mm-hmm. You know, as you're willing to say, as you're modeling, hey, I don't know everything. I need help. You're inherently more humble. And people it really enjoy being around humble, quiet souls. You mentioned the soul building. If we could build a perfect friend to be around, these are some of the key attributes that we would like to see. Because when you have somebody that is willing to let you be the focus, oh, you'll hang around with them all day, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love hanging out with Sean. He keeps... He, he, he puts the focus, the spotlight on me. Everybody, whether you're an introvert or extrovert, likes to have the focus on them from time to time. And in intimate, these are usually more intimate, right, Sean? Like these yep. growing experiences. So even introverts enjoy some intimate one-on-one team building, soul building, right? Because we everybody needs everybody. I like that phrase. Everybody needs everybody. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> so yeah, that, those are two things that I think are very important for me and that uh, I've learned from asking for help directly and continue to model. Yeah, so, I, I think that those are really strong messages. And the last thing that I wanted to include in this section of the things that I've learned is sometimes when you go to ask for help, it's not that the person is going to help you. It's that you are asking the question. And I know this sounds kind of weird, but sometimes all you have to do is talk yourself through the problem and you'll find the solution. I have this happen a lot with my coworker, Tyler. He is learning a new modeling software. I've been using NX for uh, three or four years, whereas Tyler's brand new to this. He's only used SolidWorks. And so for him, a lot of the time he's like, hey, all day long. He's just asking for help. And hey, I need help with the software. I don't understand it. <laughs> and it's gotten to the point now where I don't even really have to help him. It's just him talking through the problem with me will allow him to solve the problem on his own. And it's really cool to watch it from the teaching perspective, but it's even cooler to experience it because what it does is it teaches you that you understand more than you think you do. Mm. In having to frame a problem such that somebody could understand what you're trying to get from them, you generally kind of give yourself the answer as you're explaining it. And oh, it's, yeah. it's a it's a funny thing to happen when you're asking, you're halfway through the question and you kind of go, wait, why don't I just do this? And you see yeah. the, the light click on in the other person's eyes and they're like, aha, see, you knew it the whole time. You just needed to explain it. And I've even taken that sometimes to where I will ask myself a question. I will treat it as if I am there with somebody and I'm having to explain it to them. And about half the time, I'm able to actually solve it myself. I understand more than I think I do. 
So this <laughs> is more about the process of asking for help and realizing that it forces you to think critically and work through problems. And that's that's honestly really what the entirety of therapy is. Your therapist really isn't there to give you the answers. They're there to help you realize that you already know the answers, you just didn't know how to explain them to yourself. And so that is something that I, I've really enjoyed going through that process and really enjoyed at work, you know, asking people, I even did it today. I was looking at a bolt calculation problem. I know, super nerd talk. I was looking at a bolt <laughs> calculation problem and I needed to decide, do I include more bolts to make it more, more sturdy or do I keep it where it's at so that the ease of installation is easier? And just by talking through, I realized, nope, this I don't need to include all these bolts. It's totally fine. Let's make it easier to install. It's going to be plenty enough clamping force. The guy that I was asking, Will, he didn't need to give me that information. I knew it already. He just stood there and kind of let me talk through it myself. He's a pretty senior engineer and let me talk through it myself. And he kind of just goes, yep, that's what I would have done too. And dude, when you have the person you're asking for help tell you, yep, that's what I would do. Dude, yeah. That's, that's such a good feeling. Cheat code, cheat code engaged. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You feel really good. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable when that, when those things happen. And I just, I, I love that this is your, this is our closing story for, you know, what we've learned by asking for help, because it's really what I'd call a core fundamental in the process of learning, which is you understand more than you think you do, but mm -hmm. just by vocalizing it, you're able to work through the process and, and, and unlock the power here of, of this technique. So yeah, no, great job, Sean, man, follow on tonight. I'm telling you, you've got, you've got the zinger. This is, this is all you. So we're going to, anything else to add there before we, f we flow into how are we continuing to learn from, from doing this, from modeling, asking for help every single day. Um, I'd like to start this one off and just say, and, and kind of dovetail off of what you're saying here, which is, you know, through this, through this process of building relationships and 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 speaking to people consistently like once once somebody realizes that you are willing to come with questions the door immediately swings wider for you <laughs> it does it really specifically. does specifically it's like i said it cheat code but it really kind of is because the door is closed when you first i don't know this guy Who's this? Who's teamsing me right now? Yeah. Who is this person? Oh, I've had it. Trust me, Let because me I'm one on of those profile and see who they are. I'm one of those annoying people that'll just keep pounding. I, I have like my regular <laughs> rotation. I call it the rotating carousel of okay. contacts that I just, I just, you know, I throughout the week I'm always kind of, oh, I'm gonna jump on with this person. I'm gonna jump off, jump on with this person, jump off, jump on with this, and just you're you're just constantly learning and modeling, mm -hmm. learning together. But you don't want to overburden anybody too much. Yep. Right? You want to you want to give them a chance to oh, okay. But the thing about it is as you're cycling through, each time you connect with that person, that door swings a little bit light wider open. Mm -hmm. And soon you have an open door policy between the two of you. Hey man, can I swing can I can I ask you a question? Oh yeah, no problem. Anytime. Call call me right now. I'm open. 
the amount of camaraderie and and quality built relationship that's taken place, man, it it's it's such a key here, and it's the golden key. And the thing about it too is as you're some of these work and some of them don't. So some of the doors you kind of want to oh I I peeked through there I'm gonna close that one. You you kind of leave it closed. But some of them that go wide and you realize, oh, wow, this guy, this cat really knows his stuff. Like your senior design. You want to keep mm-hmm. that door open. Yes. The senior designer. Because you know that guy's going to keep you honest in your designs. Well, it's, it's a key here because you're able to unlock how much other people actually know without just going based on the t- titles. Because otherwise, how do we really know? Mm-hmm. How do you know anything about anybody in your organization or in your life or in your relationship if you're not willing to ask, hey, how are you doing? Hey, what do you know? Yeah. How do you learn in this way? And again, we've been tailoring it to more professional. And this is definitely, I would say, uh, more of a professional key here. Um, but the other the other thing that comes out of it, and you sort of alluded to it, Sean, is as you're growing that relationship and realizing how much the other person knows you realize how much you've grown it's just like your bolted joint compression question how much how much clamp force do i have here and how much do i need is this overkill oh yes it is oh wow (laughs) i know i you know what i've grown and the more we can have those every single day that's when you've really put the rubber to the road and you stop the spinning wheels. We're, we're no longer spinning. We're we're executing, and that's what we need to be here, listeners, on on this podcast. We are we execute. We don't spin our wheels. I'm not going to let any listener of this podcast sit back and spin their wheels for more than an hour, because that just wouldn't be fair. When you know and you've unlocked the power of asking for help. Yep. So Sean, anything else to add there on that one? I think that it's a really good point on the not spinning your wheels and and reaching out, building those relationships, having that open door because <laughs> I've I've seen it with my own eyes, whether it's been me asking more senior people or other people asking me. And I do the same thing. I have this carousel of rotation of relationships that I'm building at work and I check in. How are you doing? Do you want to go to lunch today? Hey. And then when I have a problem and I send them a message, hey, could you could I get some help? Immediately they're like, yeah, give me a call. Or when they they're like, hey, do you mind helping me with this thing? I, I'm really swamped. I don't have the time. I need to deliver this by Wednesday. That was me last week. Will came to me and said, hey, I need to get this thing delivered by next next Wednesday. I have a presentation to give. I have too many other things. Would you be willing to help design this part for me? And I was like, absolutely, give it to me. And then that built our relationship even better. And, you know, I, I asked through the whole process, I asked questions. And one thing that I started doing with Will, because he's so much more experienced than I am, and there's there's areas that I don't even know, again, I don't know what I don't know, is I'll sometimes go to Will and say, hey, if you were in my shoes, what questions would you be asking you right now? Mm. Because there's things I may not even know I need to know. And he's like, hey, that's a good point. You should need this, <laughs> you should ask this, you should ask this. And suddenly I'm way better off than I would have been. And so I, I appreciate having that as a resource. And and again, like we've admitted or said before, admitting 
that you don't know what you're doing is a great way to work on that humble skill, that, that skill of being humble, right? Of saying, I don't know, I'm not perfect, I need help. But also, as we talked in episode 89, being able to admit when you're wrong is a really important skill when it comes to this. And it may not be that you're wrong, but that aspect of, I don't know, I'm not in the right. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not skilled enough. I don't know what's going on. I need help. That is a really big way to build yourself as a person, just as an individual. If we set work aside, if we set relationships aside, if we set your hobbies aside, what we're really here at the How To Hobby Lounge is about is growing each of our listeners and their souls individually. We want you to become better people, whether it's at work or at home, whatever it is in all aspects, ignore all of that. I just want you to be a better person. And going through the things we've talked about and admitting when you don't know what's going on, admitting when you're wrong and saying, hey, I need to lean on the people around me so that they learn that I can lean on them and that they eventually can lean on me. And the the most remarkable experiences I've had in my career so far has been when I've been on a Teams call or I'm in a meeting with somebody and they're asking for my help and I'm able to help them and I see that light bulb moment where it clicks, they understand, they they got their question answered. And I see that spark of excitement of, oh, I finally feel good about this. I can take this and I can go do something with it. That is such an addicting feeling to be that person giving them that chance to really yeah. exceed. And so if you work on, if, if, if I enjoy that, I know that when I ask for help of others and I give them that opportunity as well to see that light click on in my brain, that is the kind of positivity we really want to be sharing with everything. Like we, we yeah. hear, you know, we're here to teach you skills. We're here to teach you, you know, how to ask for help, how to do whatever. But we're just generally here to teach positivity and to be a better person. And I think that everything we've talked about in this episode, it's, it's one of the keys to being a better, stronger individual. I, I agree. I couldn't, have packed it up better myself, Sean. And I, I think on that sharing and being willing to ask for help, you, you become way more adapt or adept at your efficiency meter just grew by like 70% or whatever you're going to get out of that other person coming to help you, your efficiency just grew. And I love it because sometimes you get these people that come and say, Hey, do you need help? And you go, your pride is telling you, I no, I don't need help. I don't need help with anything. I'm, I got it all together. But then when you actually say, no, actually, I could use some help. Could you help me with this? And then this is this happened to me recently. Then they just kill it. <laughs> and you realize like they tackled the problem that you were trying to get done, but but only doing little minute, minute, minute steps to get it done. And it just was not equaling max efficiency and Mm -hmm. they come in with a fresh set of eyes and go yep i see the trail thanks for pointing pointing me and putting me on it boom 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 hey it's all done thank you and and then you start talking about it like you were talking about at the beginning of the of the episode where you start talking through the problems hey how did you approach that problem i did it this way how did you do it and oh man it's like you're you're pulling out things and there's new perspective to be gleaned and this is the beauty whether you're in any hobby whether you're in any job or 
task that needs to be done, when you start getting into the nitty gritty and you have two high powered individual, look to your right, look to your left. The how to hobby lounge is filled with people that are willing to get down in the trenches with you and really tackle these problems and admit when they're wrong and you can nerd out about anything. You got you got mountain bikers, you got hikers, you got backpackers, and they're going to tell you what, what, what went well for them, what didn't go well for them, and share that learning, that knowledge base. And we're going to all, we're going to try and encapsulate it here in the lounge, make it a, a great place for you guys to spend some time. So Sean, thank you as always for sharing. And we hope that you found value out of this. Some of the core fundamentals we covered tonight. Well, you understand more than you think you do, listeners. So take that one home. And there are things you don't even think you need to know that you can learn. And that is so important as we're as we're closing up shop here for this episode. Again, our episodes always drop Friday, 6 a.m. It's payday, baby. And Sean, man, we got so much more in store. This one's firing me up. Mm-hmm. Same. The, the, the lounge is brimming with some quality people here, and I can just feel it. So thank you, as always, listeners, for taking the time to listen. Um, and we'll, we'll be back to you at our regularly slated time. We hope you enjoyed your Super Bowl weekends. And back to it. Back to the grind. We're here to support. Send us a line anytime, and you know where to find us. At the... Ow! to Hobby Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How To Hobby Podcast. We hope you enjoyed what you've heard, and if you did, please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review and or follow us wherever you digest your podcast. We'll catch you next time, and wherever you are, we wish you the best. Thanks for listening.